Take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're going to start reading in verse number 14. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for another time we have to be together. And Lord, I pray as the word is open here, and we are encouraged to redeem the time that we will take an honest look at our lives and how we use the precious gift of time. And Lord, help us to evaluate honestly and to be the Christians that you want us to be and redeeming the time. Lord, I pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. Hard to believe uh, we're three weeks into 2021. Last year at this time, I unveiled in the auditorium with everybody there, I wish that we could do that today, uh, the theme which was Explore the Word. And little did I know how the world would be turned upside down, sideways, and shaken all at once. And uh, I know I spend a lot of time in the Word. Actually, I don't know if I've ever spent as much time studying the Word in the past year as I did in 2020. It was a big year. And there's been many things said, uh, promises made, decisions enforced, by the politician leaders of our land uh, in the last months. Here are some of the things we've heard said. You know, we'll have the vaccine soon, uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, uh, trust the science, we'll get back to normal. Uh, what normal is, what is that? Uh, there's lots of expectations for the future, too, with those things said. Uh, the future will be better, they say. Sadly, there's still conflict all about us today. You don't have to look far to find it. People are hurting. Families are holding on by their fingertips. Stats are showing us what we already know. People are feeling hopeless. Uh, they're desperate. Uh, drug abuse is through the roof. Uh, all kinds of other abuses are increasing. Suicide is higher now than it was the same time last year. God didn't make us to be apart. That's not natural. So we're, we're feeling these things. And Christians, we need to be active today. I'm not pegging all my hopes. I'm not pegging any, any hopes or promises on what politicians uh, or civil authorities will say. Now, my hope, your hope as a believer, needs to be in Christ. And he has us here for a time, for this time. It was not a mistake. It's not a mistake that you lived through 2020. It's not. And the Lord has you now in the 2021. He has a plan. So we need to be redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Let's define this redeeming the time a little bit. In verse 15, Paul instructs the church there in Ephesus to walk circumspectly. The word walk literally means to tread. It implies how we live and the deportment of our lives, of how we, how we live each and every day. Now, circumspectly is not a word that I use, and you probably don't use very often either, it's not a real popular word in the scriptures. It's only found five times. It means exact or diligent. The believers are admonished to not to live like a fool. The word fool here is different than the word fool in Psalms 14.1, which says, a fool says in the heart, there is no God. Fooled here is unwise. An unwise person is mindless, ignorant, and egotistical. 
Rather, as believers, we need to be wise. And that brings with the meaning of thoughtful and clear. Thoughtful and clear Christians are absolutely needed in this day, right now, in 2021. We need to be redeeming the time. Now, the word redeem means to buy up, rescue from loss, and improve the opportunity, the situation around us. And time means occasion, season. Why must we do this? Because the days are evil. Now, the word day literally means 24 hours, and figuratively, a period or age. And the word evil means hurtful, calamity, vicious, pernicious, and malicious. I don't know what was going on in the day that Paul wrote this to the church in Ephesus, but I can't think of a more descriptive verse that captures the reality of our day and what we face as individuals, as families, as a church in 2021. It's imperative that as believers, we live a life that demonstrates clearly and thoughtful patterns that bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. We've witnessed way too many mindless, arrogant, and egotistical individuals who have spouted off whatever they like to spout off and hurt the cause of Christ, and then as well we see the harm around the world. We need to be redeeming the time that God has given us. Yes, we are in lockdown, and it's not fun. Uh, we're at stay-at-home orders here in Ontario. But we can still rescue moments, rescue from loss every moment that we can. Don't let it slip away without improving your opportunity, your situation. Obviously, let the Lord direct and help, but don't let it just slip on by. We don't get it back. Because the day and age that we live is absolutely wicked and evil. Sin has been affecting this world since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. We see its effects this day in our world. Wickedness and error, desire, their goal is to stomp out truth and righteousness. And we have witnessed a lot of stomping of truth in the last year. Now here are some examples I thought about and came across my desk as such. In 2020, the Danish Bible Society published a Bible, a new Bible, but in this new Bible, it expunges the word Israel in it. Now, that fits with the replacement theology of so many liberal denominations replacing Israel with the church. The truth is, God has a plan for the church, and God has a plan for Israel. A Bible that does not have Israel in it has a major problem. Hey, join us on Sunday nights as we go through Revelation to see God's plan. You know, recent times as well, uh, anti-Semitic activities have greatly increased in numerous countries in Europe, United States, and Canada. In 2018, there was a two. Uh, there's over 2,000 anti-Semitic incidences across the land of Canada, my homeland. There was that's almost a 20 percent increase from the year previous. And just this week in Montreal, the largest synagogue in the city was desecrated. Now, the Jewish people are not to be hated or attacked. No people should be. And the idea of the attack of the Jews is because Satan hates the Jews and he hates that God has a plan for him. He desires their destruction. Now, we've watched attempts to defund police, uh, try to erase the past. Uh, we have seen divisive actions and speeches given by civil authorities 
Uh, the hypocrisy we have witnessed in the last 12 months has been extraordinary. Just a few weeks ago, I saw a report from Argentina. It, was, it looked like a New Year's Eve bash, but it was nothing to do with New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, there was partying in the streets. Great celebration because now abortion was legal. Celebrating the death of an innocent. Meanwhile, everybody's wearing masks to protect themselves. How disgusting. Wicked. Evil. We live in an absolutely wicked world. So what am I to do in this day? Redeem the time the best I can with the Lord's help. So how do we apply this? How's the application of redeeming the time? Remember, redeeming means to buy up, to rescue from loss, and improve the opportunity. You might be thinking right now, what can I do? And I'm glad you think, I think you're thinking about it because I have three areas I've been really thinking about myself and the Lord's been impressing my heart upon. And these things we can work on in lockdown or not. I, I want to be at a lockdown, absolutely. And Lord willing, I'll spend some time in 2021 preaching on these areas uh, and to encourage us as we serve Jesus Christ to redeem the time. The first area I thought about is our Christian journey, our Christian walk. There are different parts of the Christian walk that we could look at, uh, but there's two that are so vital. Being in the Scriptures is essential. And I believe it's an area that we all can do more of. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now we like the sound of the verse, particularly at the end, about prospering and success. But we need to be meditating and observing it to see those things take place. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? I'm going to be honest, all this application part is a serious time for you to think and consider in your own life. How are you matching up to the Word of God? Not how you're matching up to Pastor Alcock or Pastor Matt or anybody else in our church. Now, how are you? Are you redeeming the time? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In the day that we live, the evil that's around us, we need not just to know about the truth, we need to comprehend the truth. The Word of God is the truth, folks. Uh, you get in it, you dive into the Word of God, you spend time meditating upon it, and it will reveal errors in your life and in our world system. It will show you. Build your life on the Word of God. You want your life to be uh, built on something, your life to be uh, built on something that's sure, that's a foundation that will never fade away. The Word of God's the answer. The Word of God. Improving your life absolutely starts with being in the Word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. Now, walking in the dark is not an enjoyable event in the physical realm, right? Uh, it produces fear in many. For me, it usually ends up uh, stumbling my, stubbing my toe or falling over something. And if I'm at home, I'm waking up my wife and she's awake then and not very happy about it. In, in this day of uncertainty, people are groping around in the darkness. Now, they're, they're afraid and they don't know which, what, what to do or which way to go. Christians, the Word of God is our light. 
Yet sadly, so many Christians seem to hardly read it, to pay attention to it. We need to redeem the time, Christian. Improve your opportunity. Rescue those, those moments. Look to the Word of God. In our journey, not only is the Word of God important, and it is, we need to be in prayer too. Prayer is essential. 2 Corinthians 7.14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now, this verse was for the nation of Israel. It's absolutely. That's the interpretation for the nation of Israel. But there's application for us. And the application can be made that if we will seek God's face, we will repent. He will forgive. And we need to be in prayer and seeking the Lord's face. In a day of evil, we need to be praying. Jeremiah said in 29 verse 12, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. What a blessing to know that the Lord answers the prayer of his children. He hears them. Now, we might not always like the answer. I can think of times when my own kids have come to me asking for something. They bring it to me. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes wait. Sometimes no. The same thing with us in our prayer life. We bring something to God and ask God about it. Lord, help me with this. And sometimes it's immediate yes. Sometimes it's wait. And then other times, no, wait. It's right out. Not going to work. I mean, I can pray all I want for summer to last all year round. I know that's not going to happen. God's not going to answer that, all right? So the idea we need to be praying according to God's will as well. Folks, but we need to be in prayer. And there, again, much to pray about. Uh, James 5.13, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. We all know individuals who have been afflicted in some way in the last year. Uh, folks by themselves, uh, suffering and pain by themselves, brothers and sisters dealing with different illnesses, uh, missing church family. Our civil authorities need our prayers so much. But it's not all bad. I mean, I'm so glad and rejoiced in the testimonies of the Lord working in the lives and hearts of believers, both young and old, in the past year. Folks have got saved during this time. uh, Folks have wanted to join our church during this time. Uh, There's folks watching us right now who last January probably didn't have a clue where Mississauga was, let alone... Legacy Baptist Church. And now they're being encouraged by God's word. Give the Lord the glory to his name. Let's be praying. Let's be testifying of his goodness. In our service, we need to be redeeming our time, helping the brethren. Galatians 6.2, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I'm so thankful uh, uh, in, for Christians who indeed help Uh, deal with the burdens of life with other believers. We have uh, burdens from the youngest to the oldest, from the poorest to the richest. We're all getting places in life where we need help. I'm not saying they're all of our own doing. Sometimes they are, but we get there. And that's one reason, there's one reason, uh, why the Lord has established a church to help us in a spiritual family situation. I can't tell you how many times I've been encouraged because I've received a text or an email or a message or a phone call from someone, and just to encourage me. And that has helped me immensely. Those individuals have fulfilled the law of Christ. 
We all need those honest conversations. We need that physical assistance, that encouraging word. We need to be mentoring the young people. We need to be discipling the new or struggling believer. You know, I can't do it all. Neither am I responsible to do it all. We all have a responsibility to do some. Help your brother and sister. Help the lost. Seize the day, Legacy Baptist Church. Not only helping the brethren, but we need to make sure that we use the time we have to have the proper testimony. 1 John 1, 3, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, I found some encouraging quotes about testimony in the last week. Your testimony is the story of your encounter with God and what role He has played throughout your life. The unbelieving world should see your testimony lived out daily because it just might point them to the Savior. How's your testimony? Maybe your testimony is not what it should be or what it ought to be. I've got great news for you. You can start today getting it right, getting it where it needs to be. Redeem the time. Rescue from loss your testimony for Jesus Christ. Yes, you'll need the Lord's help. Yes, you need to get things taken care of and some accountability be wonderful as well. But you can see that happen and have that testimony that God desires you to have. You know, we need to testify just not in the sense of our day-to-day walk, but we need to testify of God's goodness, His love and His grace. I think of the Psalm, Psalm 22, 22. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Psalm uh, 35, verse 28. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness, of thy praise all the day long. We need to testify. We need to give God the glory. Hey, don't be ashamed to say, praise the Lord. The Lord took care of that. He provided. You do that in the, the secular world, people will be like, what is he talking about? Some people will pretty much flee the seed, and others will be like, what are you talking about? And hey, there's an opportunity. That kind of goes to the next one. Let's, let's redeem the time in our witness. We've got a good testimony that's going to help us with our witness. Paul and Silas, you know, came to mind as they were in Philippi. They reached three different occasions in, in chapter 16. Uh, there's, we have interactions with Paul and Silas with different individuals in that area. In Acts chapter 16, verse 13, it says, And on the Sabbath went uh, we out of the city by the riverside, where the prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, uh, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto things which were spoken of by Paul. She was baptized in her house, and Paul and Silas then joined unto her house and constrained there with her in verse number 15. Lydia was looking. She was searching for answers. That's why she was there praying. This was on purpose. This wasn't an accident. People went to where, Paul went to where people were searching, were looking for answers. In Acts chapter 16, verse 18, and this did she many days. This is a young lady who was possessed. Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they cut Paul and Silas and drew them in the marketplace unto the rulers. Paul reaches out to a young lady who had no hope, nothing. It was all gone. She had no hope. 
She was a sad case. If there was ever a sad case, this was this young lady. But because of an intervention by Paul and obviously by Jesus Christ, her life was changed. And because of that, Paul and Silas went off to jail. <clears throat> then they reached the jailer and his family. Acts 16, 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This man before the earthquake, I wouldn't be surprised, was mocking Paul and Silas. I'm sure he didn't give them the VIP treatment when they came into the inner cell of the jail. But now things were different. Now, a few hours ago, things were all grand. Now they were not. Now things were desperate. He needed help, and Paul and Silas were there, and they were representing Jesus Christ exactly at the right time. Folks, there will always be people who will mock and despise the gospel. But there's people who are searching for answers. Listen, we've engaged them via our online services and things we've posted. They're searching, they're looking. Uh, that's, that's on the, uh, the web as such, on internet. And then there's others in life, in our interactions. And then there's those who have no hope. They're around us. There's those around us who have who are desperate. Hey, a year ago things were fantastic. Now things are not. Things are hurting right now. And they have nowhere to turn. Hey, this is a time for us uh, to have a great testimony and a great witness. Be faithful in it. I think there's a lot of folks around us who are feeling pretty hopeless and in a despair. And don't stop giving out those tracts. Mail them, lay them out, uh, give them out as you can. Hudson Taylor, well, who was used to the Lord in a great way, he was won to Jesus Christ by a track. He was 17 years old. He entered his father's uh, office, and he saw a track in a basket. He took it out, read it, understood his need of salvation, and got saved right then and there but at 17. Then he went on to be a faithful servant of Jesus Christ for 51 years in China founding the China Inland Mission, which employed more than 800 missionaries who were preaching the gospel throughout China. They had over 300 stations there where the gospel was preached. What a marvelous harvest. We don't know how many people got, uh, came to know Jesus Christ through the ministry of the China Inland Mission and Hudson Taylor. But a great harvest because one seed was sown. Redeem the time. Seize the opportunity. Be the best witness that you can be. Don't compare yourself to someone else who's got this testimony. Oh, they are much better than me or, or anything. But just be the best that God can allow you to be. Don't worry about the other guy. Be the best that God has for you. Now, in our relationships is another area that we need to redeem the time. Maybe some of you have been hurting or in bad shape in some of your relationships. Make 2021 the year of improvement, that you improve the situation, you improve the opportunity. I think of a marriage, our marriages. In 2020, it's estimated 14 million people in Canada uh, were married. In the same time period, almost 3 million people in Canada were divorced, legally divorced. This figure has been steadily increasing since 2000. The Lord's desire is for the husband and wife to work together for his honor and for his glory and to meet the mutual needs 
and, and to go forward for him. Husbands, we need to love our wives. Uh, Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That principle is mentioned numerous times within the scriptures. Wives are to support and submit to their husbands. Ephesians 5.22, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. Now, the word submit means to subordinate. The husband is not the dictator, and neither is the wife a, a voiceless member in the marriage or home. Rather, two are working together to meet uh, and assist the needs of the other. Marriage is great. It's wonderful. But it's hard work. It involves sacrifice, on times compromise. I've met some couples who think it's just for the wife to sacrifice or it's just for the husband to work hard. No, if it's going to work right, if it's going to work according to the way God wants it, it's both. And divorce is it's not an option for Christian believers. Husband, wife, Christians, divorce is not an option. Just take it right off the table. You only need to work through it. God has a great plan for your marriage. Redeem the time. Seize the opportunity. Make your marriage better than it's ever been before. Family. For us who live in the GTA, we probably never spent so much time with our families as we did in last year. Now, our families are under attack by wicked influences and philosophies and teachings. Now, I think about the, the lack of the family unit as well in Canada. Lone parent families, so the idea of just one parent being involved account for 20% of families with children under the age of 16. That's greatly increased in the last 40 years. We need to raise boys and girls for Christ. We need parents who are determined to be Christian examples. We need parents who will purpose in their heart like Daniel in Babylon because we are living in Babylon, folks. We need a purpose in our hearts that we are going to instruct our families in truth and righteousness. We live in a wicked time, but we can still provide the truth and teach the truth to our families. Honor thy father and mother, and that thy days may be long upon the earth, the Lord, upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We are in the midst of a generation <clears throat> who does not honor their parents. Actually, we've probably been here for a while, since that's just this generation. We witness disdain and disregard for parents and family. No matter your age, you are to honor your father and mother. You might not live at home anymore, but you need to honor them anyways. It's biblical. It has a blessing attached to it, which is a wonderful thing. And it is a great example and testimony in our day if you would live like that. Children, Ephesians 6, 1, obey your, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment of promise. Children, teenagers, you have the responsibility to obey your parents. You, know, you live, you see it in your school settings, uh, maybe in a sports team. I understand right now you're not, uh, but in the past, you have seen rebellious uh, young people your own age against your parents, against authority. Listen, you determine in your heart right now as a young person that you obey your parents. I know it's not always easy. 
got news for you. Parenting is not always easy. And I got more news for you. This world is not easy. It's hard. Obeying your parents is what God desires. It's God's will for you. And it will assist you in going forward in your life. Redeem the time, young people. Redeem the time, child. Uh, seize the opportunity lays before you, and that is to obey your parents. Now, another relationship area is friends. We're not islands to ourselves. Maybe some of us thought that before, the lockdowns and things and states of emergency. Now we understand, you know, I am not an island to myself. I was joking around with a friend this week uh, that these lockdowns got me so bad I'm ready, ready to hug a stranger. Now, I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. But the reality is the Lord designed us to have relationships. And you probably miss your friends. And that doesn't mean that you got a reason to stop investing in your friend and being the best friend you possibly can. The word friend, friends, and friendship is found over a hundred times in Scripture. Your friends and my friends need to be encouraging us to serve and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33 says, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. The word evil here means worthless, depraved, ill. And the word communication here means more than just talk. It also has a component of companionship. The kind of friend that this uh, person is being, or Paul's telling the church there in Corinth to stay away from, is the one that has the wrong kind of communication, the wrong kind of companionship, the worthless, ill. Flee this type of friend. Don't be this kind of friend. If anything, look at Proverbs 27, 17, where it says, Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. These are the friends we need. These are the friends we need to be. I'm glad and blessed to have friends like this. We need to endeavor, you, I, we need to redeem the time with our friends and help sharpen them, become greater uh, servants for Jesus Christ. And work on those friendships. See those friendships grow. Um, don't, don't put them aside. Uh, don't let 2020 go on by without investing and seizing the day. Now, we, we've touched on a lot of different principles uh, here this morning. And you know that the, this day we live is wicked. You witness it just like I do. Let's make 2021 a year that we indeed redeem the time. We don't waste the precious gift of time that God has given us. You need to redeem your time. I can't, I'm not responsible for anybody else's time. I, I need to make sure that I'm on time if you ask me to be somewhere. Yes, I need to do that. Uh, but the reality is what you would do with your time is totally your decision. Let me encourage you. Let me exhort you. Let me challenge you to redeem your time in your Christian journey. Be in the Word. I understand. Explore the Word was our theme for last year. Listen, that theme should never go away in our lives. We should always explore the Word. Be in prayer, folks. There's much to pray about. Uh, redeem their time in your service as you uh, fulfill the law of Christ, as you aid the brethren. Hey, invest that time. Redeem the time in your personal testimony. Have that proper testimony for Jesus Christ and strive to have that effective witness in our relationships. Maybe your marriage relationship needs a tune-up. Get to it. Uh, our families need to be encouraged. 
Uh, redeem that time. Your friendships need to be uh, built up. Don't lose them. Uh, buy back as such. If you'll be honest, there have been areas touched on this morning, and maybe ones that the Lord has brought to your mind as I preached, that you know you need to redeem, to buy up, to rescue from loss, improve the opportunity. Now, the question is, will you? Because it will require work, and it won't always be easy. Oh, you might get three or four days in, good Bible reading, and then there's a big bump. What are you going to do? Oh, maybe there's two or three really good days in your relationship with a friend, and maybe a couple of weeks goes well with the marriage, and then something happens. Hey, it's going to require work. It's going to require you to stay at it, stick to it. The rewards are pretty amazing. Choice is yours. Will you redeem the time? Will you redeem the time or will you let it disappear, wasted away? Dear Jesus, help us this morning, this day, to redeem the time. I've mentioned numerous things that you have brought to my heart, and we'll look at those things, Lord willing, out throughout the year. But, Lord, I pray now that the hearts of the folks who are watching will indeed be serious and look to you to help them redeem the time. Lord, we're so thankful for your blessing. Encourage us in this endeavor to redeem the time. I pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.